Amen. Of impurities. Amen. Amen. We're declaring in the spirit this morning that walls are coming down this morning. Amen. So we're shouting, amen, for what we know that you have brought down in the spiritual God. So God, we do love you now, God. And we do honor you and we praise you this morning. Let's go Facebook Live. God bless you today. Facebook, amen, YouTube, and all of those different virtual platforms that God has blessed us with to be able to, amen, uh, still do the will of God, and that is to, to, to preach, to, to deliver, to teach, amen, the proclamated word of God. Paul said this. Paul says that he prayed that God will give him opportunity, amen, just to deliver the word. And so we thank God for you who are tuning in. Amen. You've been great with us, and we thank God for all of those that are here with us this morning. Amen. We're still talking about this morning the calling of the family. We're going to get more, amen, in, in specific about the different roles of family. Uh, we have that here, preserving the family. We have to be intentional now about preserving the family. We have to be intentional because the family, amen, when, for for what goes the world, what goes the nation, what world goes the community, the family, amen, is, has to be healthy. And so we're, we're, we're still speaking this morning. We're, we're getting into some, some fine details. So I want us to do this this morning as we, we start to go and, and, and tread, amen, a little deeper into this water, amen, that, that we will open up our hearts uh, and, 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 and allow God to penetrate our hearts, our minds uh, as it relates to the calling of the family but specifically what the different roles are in the family I'm going to talk about this morning the role of the man amen somebody I'm going to talk about the role of the man to amen to edify us, to build us up to instruct us in a more better way amen and to commend us for those of us, amen, who are striving to be the best that we can be as God men in the family again. And that's just not the natural family, but also the spiritual family of God. And so I want to read this morning Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. Amen. Uh, I'm going to start reading at verse 15. Ephesians 5. I'm going to start reading at verse 15. Amen. Ephesians 5.15 says, See then that you walk circumspectly. Uh, see then that you walk, amen, circumspectly, uh, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation. That word also means to be reckless, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be also subject 
to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but he nourishes it and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, of his bones. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects or honors her husband. Let me say this. For those who have already decided to tune out, let me say this quickly this morning. You, you will not, a family will not become healthy become vibrant outside of the word of God. This word of God gives us insight and instruction that God gives the family for the family be, to be in line with him, to, be, to, to, to function as he has called us to function, to be healthy, to be fruitful, and to make impact and purpose in this particular life that we find ourselves in. So I asked up front this morning, that whatever past experiences that we have, whatever past teachings that we have from our own home and our own cultures and backgrounds, that we leave all of those things aside, that we hear the word of God as it relates to marriage, to family. And, and let's, let's get these families on track. Let's get these families in align with God so in this season that we live in, that, amen, that we can deliver a mighty blow to the enemy. For amen, where we come together as family, the enemy cannot destroy. He will not destroy. Amen. But the family will always have the victory. So eternal Lord our God, we thank you. We praise you. We give you honor and glory for truly your word to be praised. And so God bless the word now. Bless the hearts of the people that are receiving your word. And so, God, again, we thank you. We thank you for those that are present with us. We thank you for those that are viewing in through some virtual means. Bless them now, God. Open up our hearts to hear. Amen. Open up our ears and open up our minds to understand. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. And all saints said, amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. We love you this morning. So, so I'm talking uh, I took this morning about the calling uh, of the family. And I'm speaking specifically this morning about the role of the man. Amen. God took six days and God created the world that we know. God started out in day one, created light. God went from there, created land masses. God went from there, created the, the skies and created grass and trees. And after that, God created animals and created fish. And he waited to that sixth day. And that sixth day, God created the world six days. And then that sixth day, God created man. Amen. Seven day, he rested. Five days, he created. Six days, he created. 
But it was on the sixth day that what he created, he also gave the first calling to in the earth. And it was the calling to the man. I want y'all to hear me this morning. Don't, don't shout me down. Don't unclick me. Amen. Uh, we want to hear what the word of the Lord is saying. The man, listen. The man that God has instituted into the earth is the most key calling on humanity in the earth. It is the calling of the man, listen, that God facilitate kingdom initiatives. Not saying that we don't all have kingdom initiatives, but God chooses the man to facilitate his kingdom initiatives and purposes in the earth, and everything flows from there. Regardless of the evolution of time, regardless of the existing culture that we find ourselves in, Please understand this, and this is for this, this postmodern age. This is for this new, this new psyche on how roles are supposed to now live out in the family. I want you to understand that the role of the man has never been rescinded by God. It has never been reduced. It has never been redefined. It has never been redirected to somebody else. Amen, somebody. The calling and the role of a man. As we celebrate black history this, this month, uh, you will find that in the number one ill and reasons for ill in the black community, the reason why that the black community is in a weakened and disadvantaged state is because of the intentional strategy during slavery to reduce and reverse the black man's role in the family to a degree to his role had less impact and emphasis that has transitioned down from generations. And I want you to understand today, you cannot have a healthy, fully functional family and community without the proper role of a man. The man's role in creation is so key that God calls all living creation to be in submission unto him. Now, I know that's, I, I, I that's going to back you up a little bit. But, but God calls every living creature, even animals, to be into submission to his role and his headship. I'm not going to get too many amens today, but that's all right. And so it is Paul here in the book of Ephesians chapter number five. Paul is speaking in the context of end times. He's telling us in the end times, he says, be, 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 very, be, be, be very careful, he says. Walk very circumspectly. Treat this hour like it's a time that we have to redeem, which means to maximize the moment. Which means that we do not have an opportunity to get this moment back. So do the best that you can do in what you are doing in life. He says, do not be drunk with wine. He says, do, do not be drunk with wine. And the Bible says that wine is dissipation, which also means to live a very reckless life that's not making impact or fruitful. He says, but, but walk sober. He says, be filled with the Spirit. Come on, church. 
he says to be thankful in all things. And I want you to understand because sometimes that we look for God to, to do something new, but we're not thankful for what God has already given us. Amen, somebody. Sometimes we're looking for God to give us a lifeline, but he has given a lifeline already. And he says, be thankful in all things. And then he goes on to talk about the family. And he says, to have mutual respect and submission to one another. He transitions now to the family. Now, let me help you understand where the Bible may put a man, a section, a different section does not mean that that section is disconnected from the thought that's before it. The Bible speaks and it's one dialogue, it's one narrative. But Ephesians 5, from being drunk with wine, from, from not being drunk with wine, to understand the end times is connected to God's discussion of Paul to the family. He goes on and talks about the family. And that's why you have to understand, he says, speak with spiritual songs. Be thankful in all things because he's moving them into how we function in family. That we're thankful for roles in the family. Amen. We're not trying, because when you're not thankful, you'll try to create something new that God did not intend to exist. So God says exactly what my intent is. He says, be thankful for it. And because you're thankful, you can speak, amen, with songs to one another. And he immediately focuses on the first position of the family. You will find that here in verse number, starting in verse 22, he immediately transitions to, to the natural family, and he, tra tra he transitions to the first position, the first priority position in the family. He focuses on the role of the man. He starts out the word, talks about submission. He discusses this, discusses how the role of the man should function. The role of the man is very important because let me help you understand something. Where you find a failure of community, you will also find that communities are made up of families. You will find a failure of the family. 9.9 .9 out of 10. If you have a family failure, it's because the role of the man was a failure in the family. If you find a family that has failed, that is dysfunctional, 9.9 .9 out of 10 times, you can trace it back to the role of the man in the family. Adam and Eve, Adam's role was compromised, and he lost the kingdom. His children, his two sons, one son killed another son, the first murder in the family, because the role of Adam was compromised. So this morning, what I want to do quickly, as we talk about preserving the family, the first thing that I want to do is talk about the three different things within the role of the man that God wants to give us understanding on. First of all, the man is, now, now don't, don't go too far with this until I get into what I'm trying to do. The man is the Savior. Okay, now he's not Christ. Let me help you understand this. He's the Savior of the family. 
okay? I'm not speaking heresy. He's the savior of the family. I want you to understand that. I want you to really get that the man is the savior of the family. Look what he says in verse 23, Paul. For the husband is the head of the wife. And also Christ is the head of the church. And he is, Christ is the savior of the body. He's making a parallel comparison as Christ is the savior of the church in the spirit. The man is the savior of the family body in the natural. Look what he's saying. As Jesus Christ, he has come to deliver humanity. Amen. He has come to deliver us from a kingdom of darkness. He has come to redeem us from the curse of sin. That's what Jesus Christ did for us in the spirit. Now, what he's doing is making a parallel discussion about the man. And God has purposed the man to be the savior of the family in a natural sense. Again, he is under Christ, but in the natural world, the practical things of the family is concerned. The man is looked by God as the savior or the deliverer of the family. Which means the man has been called to facilitate deliverance. From God's perspective to the family, that regardless of the weakened state of the family, regardless of the dire needs and issues in the family, if the man is fulfilling his role as he should be, I want you to understand the man can deliver the family out of issues that the family is going through. He can deliver issues of, of curses in the family. He could, he could be there to, to set and, and change narratives in the family, to even change poverty in the family. He is called from God the deliverer of the family. This is going to be a hard message today. That's all right. Because, see, what you're trying to do is understand in your mind somebody that you know who filled this role. And, 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 and we may can't in a perfect sense. But it does not mean that the role does not exist. God will work through that man. God has given the man a certain grace to be able to show up in the family and to be able to chart a different beginning for the family. He has given an anointing on the man to be able to be a transsetter, to be able to come in and shift things up. He has given that role anointing and purpose to the man to come in and deliver the family you read back in the book of genesis when when when, when satan when satan deceived eve listen when god said the day that you eat of this tree you shall surely die and we understand that, that Eve and Adam got tempted. Eve ate of the tree first. Do you remember that? If you remember when she ate of the tree, God did not yet curse them. They were not cursed when Eve ate of the tree. It wasn't until Adam ate of the fruit that God cursed them. What I want us to understand, if Adam wouldn't have eaten of the tree, just because Eve ate, amen, somebody, it would not have been cursed. 
So Adam still had an opportunity to deliver the family if he would have just stuck to God's word. Do you understand? So when God came to Adam and Eve and says, don't eat, he was not talking to Eve. He was talking to the set man, Adam. And it wasn't until Adam ate that God says, now the curse is running full effect. But if Adam would not have eaten of the tree, even though Eve ate of the tree, it was not a destructive blow to humanity. It was not to the federal headship of the man had a man did not function as the deliverer. The Bible says in the days of Noah that everybody was doing what was right, almost like now. Everybody was doing what was right in their own eyes. They was making all kind of new lifestyle decisions. Come on, church. Whatever, whatever floated, whatever was, what made sense to them, whatever was popular, whatever stroked them is what they did. And they set up new cultures. And the Bible says God looked down from heaven and it grieved God that he had even made man. But God says there is a solution. God says, I do not want to destroy all of creation. And he came to the man Noah. Come on, church, who was always family. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, chapter 6 and 7, that Noah saved his own house. See, I don't buy that. This is how we are and because of our situation. If the man is doing what he's supposed to do, fulfilling the roles and the mandate, sticking with the word of God and where the God says do this, God will save the family, turn around situations for the family because the man is doing his savior role. So when you look at our community, and you look at the, the divorce rate in our community. You look at drug abuse in our community. You look at the disparity of financial issues in our community. When you look at black-on-black -black crime in, the, in this community, you understand that the man's role has been compromised. Noah was not a perfect man, but he had a perfect God toward, heart toward God. He still feared God, and he stuck with God's word. See, when the men, when we pray to God, men, let's, to, to God to come in and, and deliver us, God says, you are the deliverer. And so that's why everything is so important as it relates to the role of the man. Now, I hope for those of women who who. God bless you looking to be married. You understand the type of man that you hopefully are you looking for. Because he has to be a man who's able to see past the weakened state of the family and stand strong in the place of God and be able to keep things going until God righten the situation around. A man can come in and be in place and do what he needs to do and things will just shift on behalf of the family. So when a man understands that his mantle of being a deliverer, when he understands the mandate of God on, on his life, it will help him value his role in the family. See, 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 sometimes a man just needs to be built up. 
Uh, sometimes of man, all they have seen is men who have not have been operating in their in their right role. But 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 sometimes you need to see I'm gonna make the difference. I'm sick and tired of things happening in my family, and and I need to do what's right by God to make things happen differently. For my particular family. So the man is the savior. He is the deliverer. Now I'm not saying that we don't have good good women, good wives. And, and God bless you for operating in many roles. But I'm telling you the God ordained role. For to bring deliverance to a family. Is the man's role. Then in his role. As the man. He is the first one to sacrifice. Boy, this thing is tied up in here today. It's all right. But, 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 but verse 25 says, husband, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and he gave himself for her. The Bible says that Christ loved the church so much that he gave himself, that he sacrificed his life. Amen. For his family, for you and I, who's part of the spiritual family of God. But Christ, who is seen here as our husband, the church husband, he sacrificed for us. And let's look at how that plays out in the book of Philippians, chapter number two, verse number three. Let nothing be done. This is how a this is how a sacrificial life looks. God calls everybody in the family to sacrifice. But the greatest sacrifice is out of that man. He calls everybody in the family. Everybody's got to make sacrifices. Everybody's got to do what they need to do, amen, to get going. But the greatest sacrifice that God is calling the family to make is out of that role of that man. This is how it looks. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Let nothing be done that when we, we have ambitions that it's about ourselves, it, it's, it's, it's focused on our needs, our desires. He says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Now, we're looking at the life of Christ as he sacrificed for the church, the type of mindset he had. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. That, that means that the man should be looking at the interest of, of others more than he's looking at the interest for himself. If 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 if, if, if one if only enough money is in a house for somebody to get their hair done, man, you should not be in the barbershop. Your, your wife should be the one. Come on, church. If y'all got just enough money, amen, to get amen a car, your wife should be in the car, and you should still be on martyr catching a bus. Can I keep going with it? Because y'all looking at folk because of their credit. Y'all looking at folk, folk because of, of, of how they look. But this is what true roles you should be looking for. Can you sacrifice for me? At the end of the day, when, when both of us, when both of us, when both of us, when both of us have a need, who's the one to take the back seat and say, I want you to be better. I want you to have. I want to go without and so that you can have what you need to have. That's the role of the man. We are the ones to make the greatest sacrifice. 
We, we are not the ones to come into marital council and say she can't sacrifice. Uh, no, no, you're supposed to be sacrificing. You're supposed to make sure she's taken care of. You're supposed to be making sure of anybody working two jobs. You're supposed to be making two jobs. You're supposed to be out there grinding it and start at home playing PlayStation with your boys. You're supposed to be sacrificed. That's what he said. You've got to give up your interests for the interests of others in your family. How, how is this decision going to impact my family? He says, that's where the sacrifices are. Sometimes my daughter, they don't even know what I be saying. I say, yeah, you got your little pretty boy, don't you? You got your pretty boy, don't you? They don't even know what I be saying. He's too pretty for you. He, come on, church. You, 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 come on, he's too pretty for you. Come on now. He, he, I don't even smell sacrificing on him. Come on. I, there's not a discernment of that he sacrificed. He, he, he's going to have to get his nails pedicured, manicured, toes. Amen. Before you do, that's not what you're looking for. Let, let him pass you by. Let, let him go on to, amen, to somebody else because you need somebody when the chips are down, amen, you need somebody who's going to say, I will give my life for you. He, you need somebody's going to say, come on, church, that, that when one biscuit is left and both of us about to die, you can't say, well, I, I, I need my seed to keep going, so let me live and she die. You need to say, let her get the biscuit. That's what he says. He says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Me and our role is not selfish. We're not so ambitious that our agenda is about us. He says, well, be lowly in mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only on the interest, on your own interest, on your own desires and interests, but also make sure that you're looking after the interests of others, your family. He says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, man. He said, just like it was in Jesus who gave up heaven and come down and give his life for us. He, it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't convenient. It was a painstaking. He went to humiliation to do it. Amen. But he did it for the family. And I got one thing for men, whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do, do it. Whatever you got to do to give up something so that your family would be in a, a more strengthened state, do that. Well, I, I got a degree. I ain't going, I ain't, I ain't going to uh, Walmart to work. Joker, you, you need to go somewhere. You, I don't know if you do. <laughs> Come on, church. Now, now, I can't condone selling drugs, but you need to do something. You need to bust a move. Amen. You need to sell some blood. You need to do something. I don't. You need to be with your degree. Amen. Hooked up to some amen machine taking your blood so you can feed your family that day. I don't care. You need to humble yourself sometime in order to be able to sacrifice for your family. It is, it is an abomination to God. That, that a man cannot take care and sacrifice and do the things necessary to make sure that their family don't have no wants. The Bible says they, 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 we, we're worse than an infidel. You know what an infidel is? An infidel is a person going to bust hell wide open because they ain't got Jesus. God says you're worse than them.
Adam failed at being a sacrifice for his family. He put his interest over the interest of his family. Can I speak this real quick? He, he put his interest, his interest to please his wife Eve. Come on, I'm going somewhere with this. It's not a paradoxical situation. We want to please you, but not at the extent where we forsake God's word. <laughs> I know. See, sometimes you need to sacrifice peace, men, to do what's right by God. Because I, can I say this? I, I've known a lot of men who we get going real good. And a woman to bring that man to us and say, can you work on him? Can, can you get him involved? And that man started getting built up. That man started loving God. That man started being on fire for God. But then that woman looks like she's losing control of that man. Come on, church. You know I'm telling you the truth. And, and, and then, then, then somebody will get in your ear. And they will tell you the one that was good for them. They will tell you it ain't all that. And you will find that man starts to drift away from his purpose. Come on, so sometimes to, to sacrifice, I've got to sacrifice some peace. God says we need to do this. God says we need to be in place. God says this is how we carry on. <laughs> so, so, so Adam did not sacrifice because he was trying to please his wife. He obeyed the wife instead of he obeyed God. God created you. God gave you a manual of success in the garden. And, 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 and because your interest was off. I don't know. Maybe he was thinking about who going to cook food that night. I don't know. Maybe he, gonna, maybe, maybe he was, you know, maybe it was built up a little bit and he, he needs some things going. I don't know what happened. Come on, church. But, 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 but he, he made the wrong decision. <laughs> he, he made the wrong decision and it, it caused humanity our place of authority in all the earth that's two sacrifices Mean, means to put other agendas interests well-beings over my own Jesus Christ went to the cross and died men should lead in the era of sacrifice he failed because he put his interest in front of the family interest because in his mind, he should have known when I eat, when I eat up this fruit, my seed is going to die. It ain't about my interest at this moment. It's about my seed living. And me, we as men, we got to get to a point where we stop putting the fruit of the tree. Before I, and, and anything can be your fruit. You mean do some name calling? I ain't gonna do it. But but anything can be your fruit. There's a lot of fruit, and it, it ain't gotta be an apple. It ain't gotta be. Come on, see, it ain't gotta be a banana. It ain't gotta be a grape. There's a lot of fruit that that will cause you to be blinded to the interests and the agenda of the whole family success than your own agenda. We're about building legacy. What do I need to do today to sacrifice, amen, to, to, to have a, a, a lifetime of spiritual legacy? That's very important. We talk about financial legacy a lot, but, but what about spiritual legacy? 
What, 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 what about doing enough in my lifetime that my children are just going? And sometimes you got to say no to some things. Sometimes you start to say, I got to deprive myself of what I really want in order that my children who are coming up in the spirit, because you're the portal man, whatever you do is coming into our house. Uh, uh, Hebrews eleven twenty four says, by faith, Moses, when he became of age. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses had it going good at this time. Moses was the, was the second in charge of Egypt. He had a right seat to Pharaoh. But it came when he became of age. At this moment, he was 40 years old approximately. See, sometimes God says your age don't make you a man. You see manhood at 19. God says you, you didn't become a man until you became 40 years old. And how did I know you as a man? Because you had a mind sight of sacrificing your desires for the sacrifices of the life of others. And this is what the Bible says. God says, I've seen you as a man at this age because you refuse to be called a son. You says, I'm, I'm giving up my royal position to side with the sufferings of my family. I refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing. Life is about choices. Choosing rather to suffer the affliction of the people of God, to come and to connect with the Hebrews. He was a Hebrew, but living as an agenda in Egypt. But one day he says, I've got to put all of this palace and, and all of this fine royalty behind me, and I've got to make a choice to sacrifice all of that so I could be in a place and a purpose of what God has willed for me to do with my fellow man. That's giving up a lot. And God says, when you made that decision, I seen you as a man of age now. You were a man of maturity, passing the pleasures of sin, but you esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. And I'm, I'm, I'm not criticizing men here. I want men to understand what God has really put them here for. I want the man to be encouraged and to be motivated that, 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 we're, that we're more than, than what the world sometimes says we are. This is how God sees us, that you are a savior. You are a deliverer. You can change the narrative in your family, but you're going to have to make some sacrifices in this lifetime for your family and the lifetime of those who's coming behind you. What, what happens when the Bible says a good man? What the Bible says about a good man? A good man to leave a heritage for who? His children's who? Children. Two, three generations down because we made good decisions now. Financial decisions. We're making sound financial decisions. So my family, I've, I've got to sacrifice. Do, 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 do you don't think that? That, that come on church that, that there are finer things out here in life that, that we could choose to say come on that, that we're going to go and, and get these are pleasures of the world but, but sometimes you got to forsake the pleasures of the world so that you can make available and put people in position even that you're not here tomorrow I'm not even gonna get into financial legacy, really, but 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 there's a lot of money that comes to our hand every year, men. There's a lot of money that comes to our hand. How much of that dollar are you setting aside for the financial legacy of your family? 
how much of that dollar you're going to leave one day. You, you can't take the new car with you. I'm not, I'm not opposed to new vehicles. I'm not opposed to new homes. Come on. I think God wants us to live nice as we glorify him in those different things. I'm not opposed to those things at all. But I'm opposed to those things when our fleshly desires of the day, we forsake our financial legacy of our future, of our seed tomorrow. I oppose it then. How many people, how many, this is the role that we have. We have to, we have to sacrifice sometimes. I've got, I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to make it like I'm not going to be here tomorrow because I don't know, we don't know when our number is going to get called. And the last thought that we should have in our head as men is our family will be better off with us dead. I'm talking about financially. <laughs> That our family is worth more, have more through our death than when we were alive. That means if I got to dig in a little bit more to be a better employee so I can get a better position on my job to, to put more money in the family, then do that. If it means that I got to get two jobs, do that. If I got a business, that means I've got to maximize so I can make maximum profit for my family because it's not about me. I, 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 I don't believe that it, it should ever be out of a man's mouth saying, I'm all right. No, you ain't never all right. Because the more that you can do, the more that other people are going to be blessed through you. Paul says, I have not attained. He says, I'm, I'm content in where I am, but he says, I have not attained yet. Then the last thing is we've got to sanctify. The man has been called to sanctify the wife and the family. Again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to beat men down. I'm trying to set the standard for how we're supposed to operate. I'm not saying that all of us, none of us are operating perfectly at this level. But I'm giving us a standard of what God sees as the role of the man. It is not a position to be thought of lightly. It is a position that God looks at to, to help make impact and, and turn things around in the earth realm for the kingdom of God. In verse 26, the Bible says that he might sanctify and cleanse her. With the washing of water by the word. That he might present her to himself. He's talking about Christ now. A glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle. Or any such thing. But that she should be holy and without blemish. That word sanctify. That word means to make, to make somebody in, in, into a better person. It is to develop us to, to the church to look more like Christ. Every time that we go through things on the earth, we're being sanctified. Amen. We're being brought, amen, to an end of our flesh so that the spirit of God can live in us. And when we, when we see ourselves one day in the mirror, we will see Christ, amen, the image of Christ is being sanctified. He's going to one day, he says in verse 27, present the church to him himself, a glorious church. 
He's done so work, much work on the bride of Christ. He's, what we're going through now in the pandemic, it's just a, a, a matter, it's just a move of sanctifying us because he, he's more concerned about us having the character of him than the comforts of this life. And one day he's going to present us back to himself as a church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that we should be holy and with what? Without blemish. So now he goes on to the husband and says, we also have a job to sanctify. So husbands, that means so, so also husbands, you ought to flow in the same spirit of sanctification for your wife and your family. So husbands ought to love their own wives. <laughs> he, he, I like the way Paul wrote, because he writes intentionally. He said, your own wife. <laughs> see, see, Paul had to face some stuff. Even crazy stuff was going on back then. You know, you, that, that for those being something in love with three different women, he said, no, he said, he said, I'm just talking about the, the one wife. I'm talking about the legal one. I'm talking about the one that had all your kids. Come on, church. And they, you just, they, they, she got stretched wide. Amen. But, but now you got a new improved, amen, who ain't went through that yet. Now you love two women. He said, no, I'm talking about your own legal wife. Love her. Now, that's my mother was just love her. That's somebody else's wife. You just got it. Come on. Come on. So, so what, what he's saying, so husbands ought to love their own wives. As their own bodies. He who loves his wife, he loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but he nourishes it. He cherishes it. Just as the Lord does the church. When we go through things that God still loves us and nourishes us and, and cherishes us. And it's, it's something about the love of God that when we're going through and we can still experience God's love and what we're going through. It makes us more in love with God. And it, it makes us, amen, want to be more like God. And he says, that's how we should be as men. So he says in verse 30, for we are members of his body. Of his flesh and of his bones. 31. For this reason. A man shall leave. We're going back to the book of Genesis now. For this reason. Paul makes a parallel connection. Between Ephesians 5 and the family. To Genesis 2 and verse. Genesis chapter 2. And, 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 and he says. For this reason. A man shall leave his wife. And mother. You ain't never been a mama, boy. I'm going back home, then. You call me on my mama house when you get finished, all that. He says, you ought to leave your father and your mother and be joined to his wife. And the two, the two shall be one flesh. You cannot cleave unless you first leave. You cannot cleave except you first leave. This is what he's saying. Christ is sanctifying us. The man who wrote us one day to present his wife, present his family, present his wife to God, which means man is God, God can God, God has an awesome way of, of using man to help develop the wife. To, to help to help strengthen the wife. 
to, to, to help the wife understand who she is in him. Oh, the man role is very important. The, 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 the man role, it, it's something two women who say after they've been with a man for years and, 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 and say, I don't know who I am without you. It's something to that. Because the man's role is always to develop the wife into who God wants her to be. To give her enough latitude and enough love to be able even to make mistakes sometime. Come on, church. And to call her back into what God wants her to be. But to do that, the man has to be in the rightful alignment with God. He said it's the word that sanctifies us. So when I get in alignment with God, can I help you understand? You can't develop a wife, man. You can't change a wife. But when you align with God, God can work through you and he will make the change. He will do the development because he knows what he's doing. Our job is to stay connected to God and be in alignment with him and let God work through us so that now that she can get the benefits of what God is even doing in our life. So I'm calling it home by saying this. The man's position has to be spiritually aligned with God. You are not the deliverer spiritually to a point where you can be outside of God or, or not aligned with God and, and, and still be able that your wife is going to be able to flow where she needs to be able to flow. It's, it's not possible. God moves through order today. Can I get a witness? We got to be spiritually positioned. You got to be, we got to be spiritually positioned in God. And as I'm positioned in God, the Bible says abide in Christ. The Bible says without abiding in Christ, that's being in alignment with Christ. He says without me, you can do nothing. You can wine and dine, folk. You can, you can try to manipulate folk. But the best way to change somebody is as God changed you, this person's automatically going to be sanctified and changed too. And at the end of the day, both of us standing before Jesus, presenting one another back to God. And Adam left his position. Adam was not in position. Adam, where art thou, Adam? Where art thou, Adam, in the world? Where, 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 where have you gone? It wasn't that Adam, understand, physically was not in the presence of God. Where can you go and be outside the presence of God? God knew where he was. But spiritually, where are you at, Adam? How is it that the enemy came in to speak to your wife and you were not in position to hedge the enemy off. Where art thou at, Adam? And there's a clarion call going now throughout the earth. Where are the Adams at? I know you're in the home. I know you're in the community. But really, where are doubts spiritually where alignment with God so that you can be the buffer, the guard, the shield that hands the enemy off when the enemy comes in and try to reap havoc in the family? 
So the only way to position ourselves as I get ready to close in a position of spiritual strength and, to, and, and our wives and our, our children can grow spiritually, we've got to be in place. That's why we, we ask that every person, every woman, every man, every child pray for the man of the house. Because it is an attack of the enemy, a temptation to continue to keep the man out of place. And so he says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined, which means in order to be in spiritual alignment, we've got to leave some things. We've got to leave some unhealthy relationships. We've got to, we've got to leave some selfish ambition. And let me say this, working too much can all needs a balance because you can work too much and do too much business where you're not in spiritual place for your family. And as I am in position spiritually, man of God, with my role as a man, God works through me. And God is developing me. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying the right things because God can even take my words to continue to develop, to continue to build up, to continue to add value to our families and our wives. These three things are men's role. This is not an indictment on me in this message. This is a standard by God. God says, when I look down from heaven to earth, this is the type of man that I'm looking for to head a household. I'm looking for a man who can be a deliverer of his household, who's strong, who can be a deliverer, who's in place, can be a deliverer. I'm looking for a man who is not selfish, who understands the concept of sacrificing and who's demonstrating it all through their life. And third, somebody who's in place spiritually so that I can work through to amen that at that day when Christ comes back, he wants us to be able to take our wives and our children and not one man should be able to say this. When God says, where, where, where your family at? Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm here. God says, I want, where, where, I want you to have them presented as well. We cannot save the family, preserve the family, without the man's role being in place. The man's role is very, God has not rescinding it, rescinded, he's not reducing He's not redefined it. It is what it is. These are the young men that we're raising up. We're raising them to be this. Women, are you, you, you're going to get married one day. You may find a man who's not functioning always, but, but you should be able to see some of this in them. Amen, somebody. The role of the man, the calling of the family, God is very serious about the roles. Starting next week, we'll look at the role of, of, of the woman. She's, she's a cherished person in the family. Just because a man has an awesome position in the family, he cannot function in that role effectively without the wife also functioning effectively. She is so important to the household. And that's why we celebrate our women. That's why we hail them up. That's why we keep praying for them because a lot of times they're filling in the gap. 
But now God has a clarion call. Where are thou at? Where you at, Adam? Where are the men at? All across the world, in every home. We need them in place now. Amen. Eternal Lord, our God, we thank God for those this morning who are viewing with us Facebook. God bless you today. Thank you for viewing in. Uh, we pray for you today. We want to let you know that God loves you. We, we, we're praying for your salvation, your deliverance. We're going to say a quick prayer for you as we, amen, refocus uh, our attention back to the congregation. We love you today. Listen, these messages on the family, I pray that you will share this with, with men in your life. Again, it's not to indict or, or, or to condemn men. It's to, to give us a standard of what we're supposed to flow in. All of us can do better in these particular areas including myself, but this is a standard that God is calling the man to. We have to save the family at this hour. Eternal Lord, our God, we thank you. We praise you. We give you honor and glory for truly your word to be praised. Thank you now, God, for those that are viewing with us, God. Thank you for understanding and information on the role of a man. It's not a domineering role, but it is a role, God, to be used very carefully, God to be able to orchestrate and facilitate your desires and initiatives in the family so that family can be effective in this hour. We pray for those who may not know Christ, those who are unsaved. God, we lift them up to you right now. We also pray today, God, for those who have needs, those who are struggling today. You know what their needs are. We lift their situation up to you now, God. So, God, we do love you. We thank you for each one of them, God. If any of them are unsaved today, God, we pray today, God, that even in their heart, that they're repenting of their sins. You said all we have to do is repent of our sins. And, God, accept Jesus Christ, who is Lord, and accept the men and live our life for him. And we thank you for that today, God. Believe and receive. And so bless those who are watching now in the name of Jesus. And every heart said, amen. Amen. God bless you. We ask that you will continue to follow, to participate, and partner with us. Amen. We thank God for those who have sowed seeds every week. Some of you are so kind. It, takes, it still takes a lot in ministry, everything that we're doing. We're getting back to normal. we got a lot of initiatives going on in the church, outside the church, especially in the community. And we're, we, every seed that you sow, amen, is very valuable to what God wants to do, amen, in our particular, amen, community. So we thank God for you today. Be blessed. Wednesday night Bible study, we're on again. And next Sunday, we ask that you will participate as well. God bless you.